Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy-duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per mile. Remanufacturing is great for the environment. It employs hundreds of thousands of people and it contributes billions of dollars to the economy. This week, we celebrate remanufacturing. My guest today is Jeffrey Stukenborg, the chairman of Remanufacturing Industries Council. And he is also a very passionate person who loves remand like I do. He's been working in the industry quite a long time. He got involved with the industry 19 years ago, working for Delphi. Wabco and ZF Group or ZF Group, depending on where you're from. Jeff is currently the Reman Engineering Leader for ZF Group based in Rochester Mills, Michigan. And like I said, he's the chairman of the Remanufacturing Industries Council. So glad to have Jeff here. Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Uh, thanks, Jamie. I look forward to our discussion on Reman, one of my favorite topics. Why is remanufacturing so important to the trucking industry? Yeah, remanufacturing is really important to the trucking industry. It's, you know, a lot of the trucking industry, uh, especially the second, third, fourth owner, as well as the fleet owners are always looking for ways to reduce their overall ownership of of costs, right? So remanufacturing uh, provides a way to provide a part that that performs as new, but at a typically 30% uh, price reduction. So it's great for the cost of ownership and trying to reduce all that. And like we mentioned in the intro, remanufacturing, it's good for the environment. It's uh, consuming less raw materials. We're able to reuse that part. So that's a bit of recycling in there. So there's lots of upside. And like you said, it saves money. But there's a big difference between rebuilding something and remanufacturing something. And I used to work in a remanufacturing plant, so I know the difference. But for those who maybe aren't familiar with why there's a difference between those two terms, could you explain that for us? Yeah, it's it is a kind of a common misconception sometimes, and sometimes rebuilding and remanufacturing are kind of interchangeable. There's a lot of the rewords, you know, recycling all these, but th- the reality is is uh, remanufacturing is uh, is a comprehensive and rigorous industrialized process where we actually take the part down to its lowest level, so we completely disassemble it, and there's generally a a bill material we replace certain things 100%, all the seals, bearings, some of the things that wear. And then we try to salvage as much material as possible. But at the point we get down to the lowest possible point, and, um, and then when we put it all back together, we test it and we can guarantee the same as new performance. Versus rebuilding, which typically is sometimes, and, and, and then sometimes it's used interchangeably, but in reality is rebuilding is maybe they're replacing uh, parts that one or two things that are wrong with it, but not generally bringing it all the way down to its, to its full disassembled level. So in general, rebuilding doesn't always get you a same as new kind of performance level. So I yeah. think generally remanufacturing is better. 
I, I remember when I was working in, in a remanufacturing facility and there were certain pneumatic valves that the springs had different crack pressures. And so if you just took that valve apart, cleaned it, put some O-rings in it, resealed it, that's rebuilding. But you're not really addressing whether or not that spring that has a certain crack pressure has fatigued over time. So to truly remanufacture it, you have to bring every part of that component back to original specs or exceeding original specs. To me, that's the big difference. Yeah, it, it, you're exactly right. And, and, and there's also in consideration that we'll look at it at our companies. Well, we know that it's on level and there's times where there's been design changes since the beginning. And we can, we, what we would tend to do is bring the, one of the replacement components in at, that has maybe a different design and improvement design. So enhance, when we bring that into a remap product, we may be better than originally, uh, original was new. So like what you mentioned is a common thing. People talk about fixing maybe failures that might have been in, in the product in the past. And by, by uh, able to bring it all the way down to its original level, we can replace the parts with the latest design and, and actually improve the performance. Right. And remanufacturers also have the benefit of being able to see real world results. Whereas when you're ma- making it new, you know, you're using engineering best practices, but until it goes out in the field, you don't really know what's going to happen for sure. Whereas remanufacturing, you get to analyze all these failures and say, ah, there's a way to maybe make that product better. Jeff, tell me something about remanufacturing that most people don't know. Yeah. So you mentioned the environmental benefits and really one of the big things for us in Reman Day this year, because this is our our fifth year, is um, really talking about the environmental benefits because there's a lot more discussion about sustainability, circular economy, and how can we save the, basically save the earth, right? So um, you mentioned the environmental benefits and then what that really means is how do we get that? We're able to, in our disassembly and we're able to reuse the part as it's intended. So you can imagine we re, we claim all the uh, embedded energy, which means the, you know the dike. You know you can imagine the, the mining the ore, the the smelting process, right? You bring it into a casting, you machine it, you may have some grinding, and and we save all that energy, and not just a pure recycling of material. We're able to in, you know save all the embedded energy through the whole the whole process. So uh, that's really how we're able to save energy. We keep the material out of the landfill. And then as part of that same energy, we're also reducing the, the CO2 gases. A lot of the carbon footprint uh, would be needed to make a brand new part. So people are very familiar with recycling. I would love to get remanufacturing when people think that like, wow, that is really good for the earth and uh, super good for the environment. And, and we talked a little bit about the, maybe one of the issues that the truck industry is there are some fleets that are, have sustainability goals. And, you know, they look at remat parts as a way to meet some of their, their sustainability efforts. The U.S. government, in some cases, for when they're repairing their their vehicles in the government vehicles, they do have some mandates to use remand products related to those environmental benefits. And maybe one thing um, that also included in this discussion is, you know, this year, because of all the logistical issues and getting material, that uh, I think remanufacturing, especially inside our company, uh, like on ECUs, on chips and things where you couldn't get those salvaging the material from uh, remand became really more critical. And to be honest, I. I have more people now in my company interested in Reman because of how hard it was to get components, including chips for ECUs. And that's like a big part of our strategy this year is to, is to remanufacture our ABS ECUs uh, because of the, how hard it is to get them. So I think in an effort and like no, this year became even a bigger issue and, on salvaging materials that were already there in our plant. We didn't have to bring them from somewhere else. And uh, it's just a whole another benefit for, for Reman. 
I think when, when the pandemic started, many of us were immediately thinking like, okay, this is just a, a blip in the road. And then when are we going to get back to normal? Two years out, this is one of these moments in time where things are just going to fundamentally change. And I think that we have become more aware of how uh, vulnerable we were with, with the way that our global supply chain was constructed prior to the pandemic. And now that we're here, now that we have geopolitical instability in places like like Europe and Asia, um, I think a lot of companies are going to be rethinking not only uh, their supply chain, but then ways of of taking advantage of the upside of remanufacturing. So I think this is going to be very good for the remanufacturing industry long term. Yeah, I agree with you. I, there's a lot of efforts from a lot of companies to ensure things, bring them back into the region, right? And generally, remanufacturing is a more regional effort, only because we don't want to be shipping the core around the world. And I agree with you 100% that uh, it's a good opportunity, you know, so never let a good opportunity go to waste. Promote, you know, and, and a lot of companies have sustainability goals that maybe didn't have those two years ago, right? Or three years ago. So I think a lot of, I've seen a lot of big companies with carbon neutrality, um, goals of like 2035 to be carbon neutral. And uh, of course, remanufacturing is one of those ways to get there. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't have a heavy duty part number and need to look up a part? Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. Looking for high quality fuel injection for heavy duty applications? Having one supplier for fuel injection allows you to better serve customers by providing them with a complete line, which increases your sales and profitability. Learn more at ambacinternational.com slash aftermarket. We're back from our break. And before the break, we were talking all about how awesome Remand is. And if Jeff and I were talking about this before we started recording, once you get into the Remand industry, it's very hard to get out because it's it's one of the just awesome parts of our of our industry. I'd like to talk now, Jeff, about Remand Day. And, and you know, that's really what we're here to talk about. It, it's happening this week. So first of all, what is Global Remand Day? Yeah, so Global Remand Day really provides a single day for the global remanufacturing facilities to kind of celebrate remanufacturing. It's kind of the main purpose, though, is more of an education. Um, to be honest, we educate the people that work in our plants about the benefits of it. And What's always interesting to me is when I talk to the operators that have been in the field, um, they don't even think like the environmental benefits they're saving every single day. And so talking to them about, you know, the energy savings, the CO2 reduction, the carbon footprint improvements, um, it's always an educational thing. We also try to educate the public, right, especially the um, uh, some of the city officials and things about the benefits of, of uh, remanufacturing environment plus the employment opportunity. So it's really, again, a one day a one day for us to celebrate it. And um, and we also intentionally place it near Earth Day. So that's why it's always in April near Earth Day because again, the environmental benefit. So it gives us the one day to kind of promote it. Yeah, it's really, it's really fun. So what day is Remand Day this month? So yeah, so it's April 14th. How does it work for most companies when people are getting involved? Give us an example of what that looks like. What they do for us, they go to our, our remanday.org website. They'll register their events. We actually have like a map on, on there when you register, and we're keeping track of all the events global. And, and we've had, you know, we always typically have, I think, five different contents last year we're involved with Reman. We're hoping to grow that again uh, this year. So it's all over the world. And, and once you register this, then you get access to our Reman Day stuff. Uh, there's like 
planning tips. There's a, we actually have a remanded graphic novel, a little bit of like a comic book. We did that for some of our younger people. Like when there's actually some of our companies uh, bringing into the high schools and middle schools, they talk about remand. So that's part of the things that go on. Um, there's some proclamation templates. Um, for example, we submit like remand day proclamations at our state level uh, and sometimes the city level. And we've been pretty successful. I, I, every year I go to my uh, governor Whitmer and I, I request for the state of Michigan, you know, a free mandate on April 14th. And, and it's generally everything's fine, right? It's a good thing for everybody to promote again for the environmental and, and jobs, right? So um, again, go to our website, remandate.org, register your vet, it gives you all the host resources and, uh, and then you can work on planning it inside your company. And of course, we still have had some pandemic restrictions over the last couple of years. So if you're just listening to this and maybe it's after April 14th, remand day for 2022 has come and gone, uh, don't worry, we're going to be doing it in 2023 and we're going to be bigger and better than ever in 2023. So there's no time like right now to start planning. Uh, Jeff, maybe give us an example of one of the companies that has had some really good success with uh, participating in remand day, just to illustrate how uh, companies who are who have never been involved might might get involved. Yeah, so we we have quite a few companies here in the states that have uh, celebrated it. Um, some are companies I know that like um, the the G Medicare people med- medical people are involving. They're going into the high schools. Uh, they're going to be taught promoting the environmental benefits of remand. They are bringing their comic that comic I talked about the graphic novel with them. So um, so specifically, they're going into to talk to the younger people. Um, almost all of us are also bringing like doing an awareness in house which is really good. Again, I mentioned that it is amazing that people inside our companies don't necessarily understand the full benefit of what they do day to day, you know, so it's always good. Um, from my side at, at ZF, we, um, we hit, we, it's a, gives us a good day to get everybody together from our global uh, remand sites. Uh, last year, we actually got everybody together for the first time because we integrating the WAPCO uh, companies with the ZF companies. And it was pretty cool. And for the first time, the, um, the the plants were talking to each other, so it worked out really well. We also, I know some companies in the past have brought in their local mayors. To, again, it's more education. Hey, you know, we're here. We're employing a lot of people here. And by the way, we're, you know, saving the earth at the same time. So we also invite the remit, other remit industries. And the, the one good thing about RIC is we're kind of a collection of uh, uh, remand industries. So we're not just transportation. We're, we're a lot of different things. And uh, we invite different members from the remand industries that are locally and around and uh, to come and visit our plant. So it's really good. Again, we're all in the remand together. We're sharing the good things about it and uh, nothing better than a party, a bunch of remand guys. And, uh, and uh, we, you know, at the end of this or in in October this year, we'll have our annual world remand conference. We get everybody together with the light thinking and um, yeah, it's, it's really great to talk to people about remand. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Jeffrey Stukenborg, the chairman of the Remanufacturing Industries Council, and also he is the reman engineering leader for ZF Group based in Rochester Hills, Michigan. To learn more about Reman Day, visit remanday.org. We've got links in the show notes for you there. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. It was very nice to talk to you today. My pleasure. Always good to talk about Reman. Thank you. HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada.
Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash hdatruckpride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash hdatruckpride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.